Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to episode 32. I hope you guys are liking the new every other Wednesday schedule instead of every other Friday. How are you guys doing out there? I feel like February is going a lot better than January was. Do you? I feel like we're, we're on to something good here. And I'm finally feeling a little more relaxed and I hope you guys are too. So episode 32 is a really fun one. Before I get into that, um, I just want to remind you of a few changes here on the Fitness Insider. I've revamped the look. You can check out my new cover art thanks to my friend and graphic designer Emily Holt. And I have a new way to end each episode with fun rapid fire questions. And some things will remain the same. I'm bringing on more awesome guests, experts in wellness, health, fitness, and more innovators, entrepreneurs, trainers, you know the drill. So we're we're also going to be having some doctors on here. Coming up soon is a naturopathic doctor specializing in women's health. So I'm going to need your questions. So keep an eye on my Instagram. If you're not following me there, it's the Fitness Insider Podcast on Instagram, which I always have linked in the show notes. Um, also open to your guest suggestions, so send those my way. So now for today's guest, it's Henry Richardson. He's the founder of Define Body and Mind based in Houston, Texas. We actually met about four years ago at one of his Define locations in Houston, and I did his bounce class, and it was seriously like the most fun class I've ever done. Despite being like nearly the youngest in the class, I was such a noob, and I could tell like he has such a strong following for a good reason. So it was such a good workout and I totally forgot I was working out because it was so fun. So I've wanted to have Henry here on the podcast for a while. I just love following him and seeing all the new workouts and products he brings into the world. He's super inspiring and he's also an expert in positive psychology, which we dive into in this episode. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur to enjoy this episode. It's just really uplifting and Henry has some great strategies on how to be positive even during a pandemic. So in this episode, Henry dives into his background and what made him turn to yoga and kind of just his journey to define and how it was named, which is a really interesting story. Then he talks about what Define is and what they do and how he grew a franchise to 17 locations around the world. I say that like it's no big deal. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. We also talk about just how he is as an entrepreneur, whether his family was entrepreneurial or not and what his advice is for someone who may want to start their own business or someone who's just getting started. He also talks about how to make the best decisions for your business. Um, We talk a little bit about how to keep things fresh in a saturated fitness industry. And then um, he talks about his CBD company, Supermom CBD, and kind of interlaced throughout the episode, we talk about the power of your mindset. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right. Welcome, Henry. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy, so I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my honor and pleasure to be here. So exciting. Yeah. Well, we met, um, I don't know how long ago, like four years ago, maybe. Probably about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I had come, um, we were looking into expanding into Houston, studio hop into Houston. So I came and took one of your bounce classes, and that was seriously like one of the most fun classes I've ever taken. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I love to hear that bounce. Um, you know, it is a bit whimsical, right? It's on a trampoline, and I grew up spending a lot of time on a trampoline, and so how that kind of evolved was uh, is a fun story in and of itself. But it's such a phenomenal workout, and um, and it's great to be able to have fun while you're getting an incredible cardio and strength workout, right? Yeah, I definitely like 
you definitely have like a crew that comes to you. And I was definitely like the newbie. I was just kind of looking around like so impressed with everyone, how like synchronized. It's actually a lot harder than it looks. You know, surprisingly, because especially even if you're looking at it from like a bird's eye point of view and you're looking at the class thinking, okay, trampoline. And and we get a lot of clients that are like, like very serious runners. Like they're training for this, they're training for that. But when they come and take this class, there's either two responses. One, they're like, I have to start doing this because it's going to make me incredibly healthy and in shape and it's great cross training. Or two, people are like, oh my gosh, that was so incredibly hard. My ego does not want to have to deal with that. I'm not. (laughs) So it's fun. You look at it and you're like, it's just a trampoline, like whatever. This is just one of those like mom workouts, you know, but Mm -hmm. no. (laughs) Well, that's all of the fine. Honestly, we have so many of our clients that are um, just incredible human beings that are moms, you know, but the reason they love it is because it's an efficient time for them to get everything they need to get done in their one hour that they have for themselves. And so we really pride ourselves on taking good care of that client base. That's so cool. Well, I'm sure people have heard of Define and um, if they haven't, I, I've loved getting to like follow you and see like what you're doing. You're always innovating and creating something new. And so it's just awesome to have people like you in the world, but also the fitness industry, just being a leader and showing people that like, you know, you can have these cool ideas and actually execute on them and then um, expand to new cities, franchise a company, start a CBD company. Like you don't have to just have one thing, um, which is so uh, refreshing to see that you're not like boxing yourself into one thing. Um, but let's, I guess we have a lot to talk about. So let's start <laughs> with, um, give us a little background on yourself and kind of like what Define is. I'd love that. So, um, you know, I grew up as a springboard and a platform diver. I did that for over 20 years. And um, that 20 years time frame is, is relevant because it means I started at a very, very young age. I, I was a gymnast and a swimmer and I started doing diving and I kind of just dabbled in it here and there. And then I started to very seriously compete in about sixth grade. And um, I ended up getting a a scholarship to University of Florida. I ended up having a a very successful career. I was um, a 10-time All-American. I was a a national champion and uh, U.S. team uh, senior national team member. So it was a big part of my life. And the reason I say that is because that athletic mindset um, is very hard on your body. And I ended up having a stress fracture in my lower back that progressively got worse. And I ended up breaking my spine um, when I was in my senior year of college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was, it was devastating for me. In fact, um, I I actually, I graduated in 2002 and I was planning on continuing to train until the 2004 Olympics. But at that point I was in so much pain and the sport that I used to love that gave me so much meaning, I actually started to resent it. And um, every practice I was in, I was in complete pain. So I felt very lost and long story short, um, I started doing yoga really only because a doctor said you either have surgery or you try to start doing some yoga and Pilates. And I'll tell you this and I I laugh about this because the first class I ever took, um, I did not love it. (laughs) In fact, I I did not (laughs) like it at all. I was shaking. I was sweating. I was looking at other people that seemed to be doing what they were doing. And honestly, the only thing I knew about yoga at the time was like Madonna's arms, right? This is like the late 90s. <laughs> and she was talking about yoga and having incredibly strong looking arms. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. 
But that night after I took my first yoga class, I felt really good. And, um, and then I went back and I, I didn't love the second class, but I went home and I felt really good. And then I started to get more hooked to it. And I started to realize that, you know what, it's not about just like grunting, pushing through. It's about doing something that's good for me. And so very long story, I started to teach. Um, I started to work for this company called Exhale um, based out of New York. And I helped them open up a bunch of their locations. Um, I was a school teacher at the time. So it was a perfect summer job for me. So yeah, so I went back to business school because I thought it was time to get a real job, right? And um, I was in business school and I graduated actually in 2009. And so that year from 2008, 2009 was known as the Great Recession, right? And I had a professor who said, don't just take a job because it's available. Take a job that will really truly define your role in the world. And when he said that, I was like, okay, enough of this, like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if I, if I really know what I want to do, it's going to be opening up my own store. So, and um, in that moment, I literally went and filed the DBA for Define. And I said, I want to do something that's going to help people to stay healthy, stay in shape, um, and, and really help them to define their role, help them define their path. And my philosophy is that we offer a variety of different classes because I want each person to be able to define their own path to their health and well-being. And so we do strength training, we do cardio, we do yoga, we do meditation, we do nutrition. We now even do functional medicine, and I have a degree in positive psychology as well. So we do all sorts of different coaching for clients to, to help them truly thrive in all areas of life. That's so cool. I love that story of how the, the word define like really stood out to you too. Yeah. yeah. And then, so now Define, you franchise Define, and there are what, like 13 locations around the country? Yeah, we actually, I think it's 17, 17 locations. 17? Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. So what is that like to look back on that moment when you were like, I want to start this business, and now it's like, there's so much. <laughs> yeah, so looking back on um, just the whole history and the story of opening up Define, the focus for me is and has always been about the clients because that's what gives me life. It's also what I love about creating new classes is I can look at our client base and, and say, this is what I think would be really powerful for them, right? Um, so opening up our second location was a big jump. It was a big jump. But I opened up um, the first four were company owned and then starting from there, I started to franchise. And the franchise process is... Um, it's complicated, right? That's because, what I've heard. Because you're essentially offering your little baby <laughs> and you're mm -hmm. letting them use it. And uh, we had a lot of success and we have um, had a really interesting journey. The last year, however, has been one of the hardest parts. I mean, with COVID occurring um, and just the human brain has to have in life, things make sense right? So we are always looking for how to make sense of a situation. And oftentimes yeah. we find that when things are challenging, we either say that we are going to overcome or sometimes we become the victim, right? And it's been interesting for me to be a part of, of, of a bigger organization that's been really hit hard by COVID because there's been a lot of, uh, of uh, almost blaming and, and, and things that are happening. 
And yet at the same time, when we're having our team meetings and we're really focused on, on what it is that we know we do well, it is a client-centered approach. And so franchising is not for everyone, but I'm really happy with the way that we've gone about really extending it to new markets and new demographics. And, and I'm really hopeful and excited for the future. Yeah, COVID has been really tough on a lot of industries, but it seems like the fitness industry was has been overlooked a little bit during this whole situation. But I like that you said that you can either have the mindset of being the victim or of overcoming something. And I think I totally agree. Like that's it's definitely your your mindset in these situations. So yeah, to me, mindset is everything. Um, it's it's why I'm really into meditation as well because it's the the one tool that I know that I can take with me wherever I go and I can use it to do a little bit of a cleaning out, right? Uh, just cleansing and clearing out some of the stinking thinking that people say, right? That, that thoughts that we don't actually even realize that are limiting us and how can we utilize every situation that we're encountering to be something that helps us. And, um, and I think COVID has helped do that. So positive psychology talks about the negativity bias um, we all are prone to see the negative faster. The negative is louder. The negative is more powerful in many ways. And the reason is because seeing the negative actually keeps us alive. And so we are, have a built-in bias towards the negative because if there's something that is in our food that smells really sour or rancid, we, we should avoid eating it, right? It will make <laughs> us sick. Um, when we're crossing the road, we have to make sure we look both ways because we could get hit, right? And so mm -hmm. it's built in within us. And the other thing that positive psychology talks about is we have a confirmation bias. So if we think that we're seeing the negative easily and quickly, well, we can confirm that negative very quickly and easily through just simply believing what we want to believe. And so we have to constantly challenge ourselves to be not only around people that help us to see positively, but to make sure that we don't become cynical over time and that we can focus on what is going to bring life to a situation and, and the things that bring life to the situation all the time are the ability for us to look at the full picture. And that means mm -hmm. we're looking at both a positive and a negative, at least in, yeah. in balance. Yeah. And avoiding that confirmation bias, like I feel like the, it always sounds so cheesy, but having like a gratitude list, at least in your mind helps so much to see the positives. And if you're like thinking of the positives, that's like, that's how your day is going to go. <laughs> you know, and I love that. And, and, and gratitude is something that's really studied, right? Gratitude is instantaneous. When you're in gratitude, that essence of grace means that you're being a little bit more soft and open and you're able to, to, to look at things more clearly. And, I, and it is kind of sad that we do sometimes think of it as cheesy, right? Because but I did too. I totally was that person that was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is ridiculous and cheesy. How much of an influence does it have? But the fact is, is that it's extremely extremely powerful, especially when we start our day with it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, okay, so moving, coming back to the entrepreneur, we got into a positive psychology yeah. little I'll, I'll go get ready. I'm going to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Which I want to I keep talking about that um, a little later. But so you're definitely an entrepreneur through and through. So is this something like you, you started to find and you franchised it and you continue to innovate and add like new fun workouts and things to keep, you know, working out fresh and exciting, which I love because that's why I started Studio Hop because right. I didn't want to be bored working out. Um, and you also launched your CBD company. Um, so like, 
is this something that has come, I know you said you went to business school, but the entrepreneur like mindset, is that something that came naturally to you? Does it run in the family or like, what's the story there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a story. Um, so I've never, uh, growing up, I didn't think of myself as, I guess, entrepreneurial as much as I thought of myself as just creative in many ways. However, my family is very entrepreneurial and my dad is uh, a successful entrepreneur. Um, he doesn't have hobbies. He has businesses. <laughs> so I, I, that's the mindset that in which I grew up in. But again, going back to that, like I, I've always just thought of myself as more of a creative type, almost following more uh, along the lines of my mom's um, side of the family. And my mom is much more of a um, kind of an artist, loves literature, um, loves um, love. I mean, she's just like this loving motherly figure, right? And whereas my dad is a very much like, like businessman, entrepreneur. So I think I do kind of combine the both of them. And I, I feel very lucky for that, for sure. But as I started getting more involved in, you know, my next step after diving and after thinking about what my career was going to be, it became very evident that I, I loved, I am just passionate about what I'm passionate about. And if I'm not passionate about it, I can't really do it. <laughs> so I, I, and it's not a, that's not a, a good thing because there's plenty of things as a business owner that I'm not passionate about that I've had to learn, okay, you just have to do it, right? Taxes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things. And so I am, um, I am realizing that I am an entrepreneur because every entrepreneur must have that sense of passion. And whatever it is that fuels them, um, you know, you hear that phrase of um, only an entrepreneur really understands why you quit a 40-hour work week only to do a 80-hour work week for something that doesn't always even secure have secure payments, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, when I was very familiar. Yeah, totally, totally. I know you are. I mean, I remember when I was graduating from business school, um, I had all my classmates. I mean, it was the Great Recession, so there was some uncertainty. But the people that were getting job offers were signing contracts to earn six figures. And I, on the other hand, was signing a contract to pay six figures because <laughs> I was literally signing my lease and signing and getting ready for the build out. And yeah, in that moment, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you know in your heart that you are, are wanting or slash destined to do something that you're, is your calling, then you have to just simply listen to it. And there is a jumping and a faith process of, of Oh, yeah. So. It, for sure. So like I kind of alluded to this about, you know, a lot of people have really good ideas and there's a lot of creatives out there, um, but it takes a certain person to take those ideas and actually run with them and actually sign that lease or pay that uh, developer to start working on their app or whatever. So um, what's your piece of advice or maybe two pieces of advice for someone who really wants to start like take the leap and start their own business they're passionate about something um like what are the non-negotiables for success to get that started yeah so one of the things that i've learned um and i've learned this by even through some of our franchises of what to do and not and not to do because you can be passionate about something and you can be creative about something without necessarily the resiliency that it requires. So the first thing I would say is, I mean, it is just pure grit and resiliency. 
That is the number one thing because yes, there's strategy and there's application and there's um, a, a, a focus of, of getting your plans in place and moving. And any person who is opening up a business has to have those foundational pieces put into place. But the problem is, is that, you know, we, we can feel so excited about something in the first few months or minutes of the project. But then when things start to get a little challenging, just like in a workout, right? That's when we start to get to that next level of our strength and our endurance, et cetera. We have to go through the burn. Um, and, and listen, I, I, I think that timing is a big factor into business success. Um, location is a big factor into business success timing in terms of um, just you know all the factors of your marketing and everything there's a lot of moving pieces and there's also some luck that goes involved however um, if we can all stick to the principle of of grit resiliency and staying true I, i use the phrase swim in your own lane swim in your own lane swim in your own lane because there might be someone who's like jetting past you super fast But if you can just stay tried and true to what works, then there's a lot of a lot of power to that. So resiliency, resiliency. Um, the second thing that I think is so important, especially for entrepreneurs, is to make sure that in order to be resilient, that you are self-care. Um, I mean, self-care principles, again, it sounds soft, but the only way that we're going to be able to continue to show up daily and make sure that we're showing up with our best mind and best bodies is if we're doing something that's also helping us to take care. And surprisingly, it's in those moments, and I've, I've faltered on this many, many times, but in those moments where I am actually taking some time away from work, I get more creative, I get more inspired, and when I come back to work, I feel better. And it's as if even the team has more energy because they felt like they could accomplish things even while I took a little step back too. So it's about finding that balance. It really is. Yeah, I love the words grit and resiliency. I also, I've used those two words also, like when people ask me mm-hmm. questions about being an entrepreneur and, and what does it take? And I couldn't agree more with those two words. Or like, also, you're kind of leading to that team built, like being a good leader mm-hmm. to your team. And that is incredibly hard, especially if you've never done it before. Um, and it takes a lot of <laughs> resiliency. Like I've found that working with people has been like my team members, that's been the most challenging thing because my natural tendency is to have to be friends with everyone. And there's kind of a line, you know, you have to, they need to like respect your decisions and you as a leader, but you also kind of want them to feel like a friend, but not, you don't want to overstep. And you, it's that towing that line has been hard, but also like when something is not so fun that you're dealing with in your business, and you're upset about something you have to, and you have a meeting with your team right after that, you have to just kind of like snap out of it and say, you know, put on your happy face and try and be, you know, the positive face for the team. Absolutely. I think one of the things that I do with that mindset is I always think about like I taught a yoga class, for example, yesterday, and we're, we're talking about the intention of your yoga class. We're talking about like, where's the direction that we're heading? And I I call this kind of like your guiding star, right? Your Northern star that you're kind of pointing all things because we get redirected throughout the whole class. So let's shift back to that guidance. And I think the same thing is true in business. Um, How can we swim in our own lane, 
making sure that we're paying attention to the people around us, our teams around us, taking care of them. But for us and for me, that, that Northern Star is what is going to be best for clients? I always ask myself that question. Well, what's best for clients? And, um, and that, that helps to provide a lot of clarity for me. Yeah, that's definitely important. It's something I think a lot of business owners don't think about, honestly, which it should be your Northern Star because that's the whole point, right? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, even like the the concept of of what we've all gone through over the past year, this concept of of dipping below the line in fear and anxiety and stress and and, and that clouds our decision-making many times. So how can we shift to the upper top, like, like make decisions that are based on our strengths, that are based on love, that are based on long-term thinking and the full picture of thinking. Um, and I, 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 again, it's that question about like, okay, well, what's best for clients? Now, now there is an, I'm going to throw another positive psychology thing in here, but it's the, the, the concept of making the best decision isn't just about what are the things you want to grow, right? It's also about what are the things we need to get rid of. That's how we make sure it is the full picture. And if you think of the analogy of a garden, for example, you say, okay, well, we can't just feed it water and soil and sunlight to make it grow. We also have to pull the weeds out periodically, right? To make mm-hmm. sure that it's truly thriving. And the same thing's true for a business is not only are we adding the mindset of, of what's best for clients, what's best, but we're also needing to remove the gossiping that occurs and within organizations, um, the, the, the anxiety and the stress and the judgment that can oftentimes happen uh, in team meetings, et cetera. So it's important to have that as part of, uh, you know, working with your staff and team. And, and, and yeah. we, we struggle with that at all, just like any organization. And, um, and, but at the same time, I, I know it works because we've all seen it happen uh, in a variety of situations. So how do you remove that gossip? Yeah, let me tell for you. any business owners listening. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I I hate to say it this way because there are times when you just have to um, have those like heart to heart moments with individuals that like look this just isn't working. And we've had in our history we've had some of our most successful instructors be some of the ones who are perhaps most toxic in our organization as well. And so mm-hmm. it, it's a hard decision because when you think about it, they are what's really good for clients, right? From a client perspective, well, what's best for clients? Well, their classes are clearly really good for clients because people love them. But then outside of it, it turns into this, like there's a gossiping behind people's backs, there's backstabbing, there's like even we've had situations which, I mean, um, Someone would write a negative comment in the comment box about an instructor, put it in, and it was coming from another instructor, you know? And it's like, those are, yeah, I mean, these are just, one of the things that I always remind myself though, is like all of us are trying to do our best, right? And there are times when we are acting out of love and then there's other times when we're calling for love, (laughs) right? And so when an instructor Mm -hmm. is doing that and they're putting something negative in a comment box, to me, it just means like, oh, they just need to feel like they're loved more. And I really do believe that over time that can be learned and people can be brought in in a way that, that helps them to thrive. But it's, it's not always, it doesn't always happen during the time that they're at Define. And so, yeah, yeah there's sometimes you just have to clean house at times too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's not fun, but sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. 
Okay, I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about one of my new favorite parts of my healthy routine, which my healthy routine has become quite robust during quarantine. But I want to tell you a little bit about Organifi. You may have heard me talk about it before or seen it on my Instagram, but I love that it's a way to get organic, high quality superfoods and adaptogens into my body in a fun and tasty way. It's all gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, organic, and soy-free. And honestly, it's all really tasty. So my favorites are the red juice and the gold. I have the red juice as like an afternoon boost. You know, when the clock strikes like 3 p.m. and you're contemplating another cup of coffee. Well, this is just way better. It's so tasty. It's berry flavored and it doesn't have any caffeine in it and only has two grams of sugar. So it's not going to mess with your sleep later on, but it has pomegranate, cranberry, blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, beet, acai, lemon, and more. It has so many antioxidants and adaptogens, including cordyceps and rhodiola. So it has 13 potent superfoods. It's freeze dried for maximum absorption and smoother texture it's just the best. Like basically I just take a scoop of it, put it in a shaker bottle, shake it up with some water, and then I add a little ice. Sometimes I add a little squeeze of lime if I'm feeling fancy, but I highly recommend the red juice. The other one is gold, which I like to do in the evenings when I don't want to have a glass of wine, or maybe I do, but I'm just trying to be better during the weeks. I will, during the week, I'll have this gold. Basically it's another powder, but you mix it up with hot water. So I'll use my little electric kettle, get the water boiling and then pour it over the gold powder. And I might add a little splash of dairy-free creamer, but it's like a gold milk latte. It has nine potent superfoods, turmeric, lemon balm, turkey tail, mushroom, reishi, ginger, and more. And it's just the best way to feel more rested and relaxed. Helps with recovery and repair and a healthy immune response. So I also love a few others like the Harmony Cacao Blend for healthy hormones and the green juice, like I toss that into a smoothie. But right now, they just came out with a chocolate chocolate bar. It's their immune chocolate bar. And it has 75% dark chocolate made with two grams of mushrooms like chaga, reishi, shiitake, maitake, cordyceps, and um, it, it supports immune health. And it's like a healthy chocolate bar. So right now, if you buy any bundle, which is three products on their website, they send you a free Organifi immune chocolate bar. So when you're ordering, don't forget to use my code. It's Natalie Wolf. That'll get you 15% off of any orders. So if you buy this bundle, you get 15% off plus the chocolate bar. So that's Natalie Wolf, Natalie, W-O-L-F-E to get 15% off. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so back to like fitness industry, like you've, I, I was talking about how you've innovated and added new workouts mm-hmm. and it, we're kind of switching gears here, All right, good. <laughs> um, but, um, I think you and I can both agree that the fitness industry is saturated. Um, like you're in Houston, right? Correct. And I'm in Dallas and we both have a lot of fitness concepts in both of these cities and around our country. So how do you keep things fresh and like, where do you get your ideas from? And are there any new fitness concepts or not concepts necessarily, but workouts that you're in kind of in the works with right now? Yeah. Someone asked me that the other day uh, about upcoming new workouts. What's next? And, um, you know, for me, it started off with the, the simple principle of, Every single physical human needs three main things. They need strength, they need flexibility in order to be in balance. And that concept of being in balance is a powerful concept because when we are in balance, that's when things are truly thriving. 
And my philosophy was if we can really focus on balance, then we can focus on a variety of different clients throughout a variety of different phases of their life. And we can also start to really focus on helping people to educate them on, on what's going to fuel them and serve them long run. Now, the word balance isn't very sexy, right? And I know that. And, and it's, it's not something you can even sell. It's not super tangible because what does it even mean? Um, but to us, balance means thriving. And when people come and take classes in our studio, you can really see that when our runners are coming in, that they could benefit from doing more of this type of class. And so that helps give me guidance on what we can do to over time evolve. Um, we started off mostly with just a yoga and a Pilates class when we first opened to find, when I first opened to find. And then I shortly thereafter started opening up um, some cardio elements too. Um, so I added, added cycling. I mean, cycling was a big thing. And we were actually technically the first rhythm-based cycling studio in Texas. We opened up back oh, wow. in 2012. And then after that, we um, started to offer the balance class, which is the trampoline class. You know, the next thing for me, it may not be just physical fitness. It might really be centered around more of the holistic approach to health. So really helping to personalize and customize our, our plans for each individuals to help them truly define their path to health. And so um, we have clients that come in that are needing help with their gut health. We have clients that are, you know, saying, I'm young and I'm, I'm unable to get pregnant. How can we work with a, a local doctor or a functional medicine doctor to help with fertility so that we really become a full holistic experience for our client base? Um, and that to me is the direction that Define is heading. Yeah, it's like a one-stop shop. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's body, it's meditation, it's food and nutrition, it's functional medicine, it's positive psychology. It's really helping individuals to take that holistic approach. And, and that is definitely um, what makes me super excited. Yeah, I would be too. So for those who aren't in Houston or near a Define, can, I know you had um, an on-demand platform. I think that you were like not quite ready to launch, but then the pandemic happened. I also had Aaron on this, on this podcast, um, yeah. earlier in 2020. So we kind of talked about that, how you guys were like, well, <laughs> now is a good time. So, um, have you been working on the on-demand platform more? Is that working out? Like do people like utilizing that? Yeah. So as you said, COVID forced, um, any idea of perfectionism and it threw it out the window and said, you know what, time to just go. And so yeah. literally within 48 hours, I had like a handful of videos that I'd created, put it out there and we started making clients and they were like, love it. It's great. And we're like, okay, let's keep going with it. So we had to, we had to kind of pivot towards doing live stream classes as well as our on-demand classes. And the difference is we were doing live classes still in studio but we were putting them on like Zoom, for example. And then we've you continue to do that where we will have clients register for a class that's live, they take it, and then we will transport those classes over to our on-demand platform. So we, are, we have a huge library because, I mean, we're teaching um, as an entire organization, I mean, 50 classes a day, you know? So, so we're yeah. able to get a lot of classes up and put them on the website. And um, it is going well. And it's something that we're going to continue to keep around for a long time. That's great. Because I remember, um, I think it was all, like the first week of the pandemic. And I do have a Peloton here at home. So I feel lucky that I had that outlet. 
when I wasn't taking a walk, which I'm still walking like all the time. (laughs) But I was like, okay, I need something because I'm used to going to like a Pilates reformer studio or a bar class, like at least one of those once or twice a week. So I, um, I don't know what made me think of Define, but I clicked to it and like I saw that you guys had the on-demand class and it must have been the right when you launched. I would have never known that it was like your beta, <laughs> like you weren't ready. It looked perfect to me. Oh, so that's kind. that's kind. It's, you know, again, that perfectionist mindset doesn't, it, it can be good in some ways, right? But it's, it can be very limiting in others, but I definitely, <laughs> it, we still have a little ways to go and I'm excited about the direction we're heading, but we're about to launch our official full on yeah, interactive website. And we're excited about that. That's exciting. You'll have to let me know so I can share that with people listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, And then as far as like the functional medicine portion and your, I think, yeah, you said functional medicine. Um, Mm. Is that just for in-person like appointments for your clients in Houston? (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you so much for for setting that up because no, it's not. Um, The great thing about COVID too, is it's created a lot of opportunities to do virtual in a lot of different arenas. And so we're doing all sorts of different nutrition, positive psychology, coaching, um, functional medicine, consulting uh, as a virtual practice. Now for those people that do live in Houston, it's super easy because we can come in, but no, I mean, literally the functional medicine doctor, she has actually been a defined client for almost 11 years and um, our kids go to the same school. And um, we just started talking. This was about probably a year and a half or two years ago. And we started talking about kind of similar, like what are the next things going on? What are some of the things that uh, is happening in the fitness world? And I told her, like, we need to come up with something that really helps. And she had just finished her certification in functional medicine. She said, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what I want to do. So we have been working together. Her name is Dr. Latib, and she is so smart, so phenomenal. She's not only like incredibly intuitive with people, but she um, has a, her, uh, she's an emergency room physician. So she has the Western medical background combining with a functional medicine and plus she's Indian. So she has this like very holistic approach to an amazing uh, way of helping people and heal them. So it has been uh, really powerful to be able to offer something that is virtual to people as well. That's so cool. I'm going to have to look into her. I'm yeah, all about that. Please, please. We'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Functional medicine doctors are like few and far between, it feels like. And mm. then there's functional medicine, um, like other practitioners that are great too, but it's just everybody has a wait list. There's like a three month, four month wait list. So that's right. It's been tough. And that's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, the, um, the fact that she's a functional medicine doctor and she's not a doctor of, uh, I, we, I love chiropractors. I love naturopaths. Um, but she has, in my opinion, such a great story because of her emergency room background, her physician background. And also one of the things that um, happened to her, she lost her mother uh, three years ago to a, a neurodegenerative uh, disorder. And her mother was so healthy. She would actually come and take defined classes all the time. She was the picture perfect of health. And then all of a sudden, in a very short period of time, she started to have some symptoms and Western medicine couldn't help her. And so that's what Dr. Latib really credits and utilizes as like her major 
launch point for why she got into functional medicine wow. because she wanted to do more to help more. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm a huge fan of getting to the root cause of things like issues like that and not just putting band-aids on, you know, things and taking a pill that's to right. hope that the symptoms go away. Well, and that's part of the reason why we started to even play and explore with CBD. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. because it's, it's how can we use a natural supplement that truly helps to create so many positive effects on the body, whether it's from a anti-inflaming component or just a various helping people clients sleep better, helping with muscle aches, joint pain, you know, you name it, CBD can be very powerful for it. So. Yeah. And that is the perfect segue because I wanted to, to talk about your CBD company, Supermom. So I have to admit, I have two friends that both have CBD companies okay. and I'm hearing about new ones that like all that are opening up all the time. Um, but I love that you like honed in on the super mom niche. <laughs> That's absolutely perfect for you and your client base. So what was the, how, okay. First of all, I saw a picture on your Facebook feed, I think and it was you in like a greenhouse yeah. with like the, <laughs> the hemp plants behind you. And I was like, what? Yeah. It definitely caught my attention. I was like, uh, is this a Henry, uh, the fine Henry? <laughs> so how did you get into that? <laughs> so funny, right? So let me tell you, first and foremost, I've like never been into uh, marijuana, <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> not that I'm against people that are. I'm just saying I just have never really gotten into it. The stigma behind it, I guess maybe I just have never really been um, into it. And with that being said, I am very into natural supplementation and doing things more of a a natural approach. And as you said, taking from the root cause. So I realized in that moment that if there is a natural way of helping people, then if there's a stigma connected to it, well, then perhaps it's maybe just my mindset around what it is. So I will say this, I credit all of this to mostly my sister. And the reason I say that is because she and I um, are really at the core of Supermom CBD. Um, but with that being said, as I mentioned earlier, my family has a, uh, my dad is an entrepreneur. He has a list of hobbies. Well, one of his hobbies is growing plants. And he have, we have, actually have a nursery business about an hour outside of Houston. And um, we grow all sorts of different trees and shrubs and all sorts of different uh, local plants here in, in Texas and sell all over the state. And so there's already an area of an expertise in plant growing. So my sister has been helping my father for many, many years. Well, when growing hemp became legal in the the state of Texas, and one thing I want to clarify for, for anyone listening is there's hemp and then there's hemp that has THC, which is known as marijuana. Hemp is, has no THC. So it's completely just like any other plant non-psychoactive it's um, really powerful for anti-inflammation and and that's really at the core of why uh, hemp is so powerful and at the the buds of the hemp plant are the flowers right and that's where the majority of the cbd is located in a hemp hemp plant Um, cbd is all over the plant but really it's mostly located into the flowers and one of the cool things is that we only grow the female plant so there is no thc male plants have the THC. And when they um, are close in connection with female plants, then both plants can get the THC. But that's why we only grow the female plant. 
Um, it's now, so interesting. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. And um, not that THC is bad per se, it has a stigma, but I'm just saying that that's what makes it illegal in uh, many of the states. Um, so that's why it's legal in the state of Texas is because we do not have THC in any of our plants. And so when I first started to take it, I had taken a couple other companies um, and it just didn't seem to do very much. But when I started to take ours, I was like, okay, this is powerful. I feel like instantly like the neck pain that I was having from this muscle rub I put on it. I was like, this actually works. Mm -hmm. Um, The first night I took it, I slept incredibly well. Um, So I was like, okay, I can get behind this. This is great. Started to work with it. And I said, you know what? We need to destigmatize this. And I think our mom population, this is who we need to work with because, you know, it's they're the, the super moms of the world are extremely overworked. They're extremely stressed. There's extremely unrealistic expectations put on mom, right? They're expected to do everything yeah. at all times. And so how can we offer something that's going to help them? And so we said, you know what, let's call this super mom CBD and let's kick exhaustion goodbye. Right. That's kind of like our tagline because it does, it helps you sleep better. It helps you feel rejuvenated. And over time you start to have increased energy and it's really powerful. Yeah. And it's also, like you said, great topically, like Uh on sore muscles. I've, my family has been using CBD for several years. So I've kind of been used to it being around, um, just like on skin irritations and like my mom has always used it for like muscle soreness and, um, yeah, it, it does work wonders, but you're right. There is a stigma. Like when it, we had an employee that she had headaches a lot and I was like, you should try taking some CBD, like the tinctures. You just like put it on your tongue. Yep. And she was like, oh, well, what, I can't do that. Like it's, I don't want to get high, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It's, and you're not going to fail a drug test either if you're ever yeah. <laughs> worried about that. So Well, the funny thing is, is actually um, there are many drug tests that you will fail actually just really? taking CBD. So you do have to be careful. And I mean, it is, it is another form of education that over time will help. Um, the more people know about it, the more that, you know, even drug tests will become more um, sophisticated to pick out the difference between CBD and perhaps THC, if that becomes the, the concern. And um, so you do have to be careful with that. However, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make you high. It only creates incredibly positive benefits for the vast majority of people, right? Whether it's dealing with mm-hmm. anxiousness or whether it's, um, you know, the inability to fall asleep or even to stay asleep. Um, and, and you can take it day or night. I personally only take it at nighttime. Um, but I, I mean, there's a lot of clients that do take some of our gummies during the day. Um, even we call it, we almost called one of our gummies, the homework helper, because homework, <laughs> homework at our house, I have a fourth grader, a 10-year-old, who homework time is one of the most stressful times of the day. <laughs> yeah. The homework helper. Yeah. Also, like I've given CBD to my dog during thunderstorms because she gets so freaked out and it yeah. always calms her down. So. Same with our dog. And it does. We have a CBD dog treat. And we also have uh, uh, the gummies called Mommy Candy. Our tinctures <laughs> called Chill Pill. And we even have the little fruit chews called Mom of the Year. Um, that's so, amazing. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> so how do you, do you have any advice for, because all of these things about how CBD is good and it's pure and stuff, 
how but there are a lot of like companies out there and how are you gonna decipher like what's good what you know like what doesn't actually have thc and what you know is good quality yeah because there's no regulation right there are regulations for sure but the fact is, okay. is that it's very easy for companies to um mislabel and or misguide like what they're actually utilizing so you do yeah. definitely want to check um there's a requirement for either having the label on the bottle what's inside but most of them have a little qr code so that you can go and check and look at the certificate because every product should have the certificate um, and you can okay. see that on our website and when you look at different products you can go one of the things that i like to also educate people about is the way that hemp the plant then we extract the cbd from it there's a variety of different methods that are used. Um, there's ethanol extraction, which is an alcohol-based. Um, there's also CO2 extraction. And we use a hand press. So if you think about like almost like a cold press juice, we use a hand press extraction. And the reason for that is because it keeps it in its purest, cleanest, most authentic form. So it actually connects and, and really does create a powerful, uh, positive effect for the body. Um, you know, there's the the endocannabinoid system is already built into the human body. And so the, the CBD just simply talks to it and keeps it alert, keeps it awake, keeps it alive. And the CB1, CB2 receptors that are built into your brain and your gut, that's what makes it so powerful is that the CBD is just simply saying, hi, welcome, you know, like let's keep you flourishing and keep things active in the way that they need to be active. And that helps us with our clarity in mind helps us with our digestion and all the above. So it's super great. Wow. You're just a wealth of knowledge and so many topics. Oh, well. <laughs> we need to have you back on this for just like one subject per episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind. I, I, so one other thing positive psychology talks about is like, what are your strengths? And my number one strength is always love of learning. I, I just love, I love learning. And, and, um, and, and that's why I love yoga and Pilates is because you can never learn enough about the, physical body too <laughs> that's like my husband ryan i like i sometimes i don't even google stuff i'm just like hey ryan how i just ask a random question he always knows the answer <laughs> that's so funny well the downside of love of learning, yeah the downside of love of learning is coming across as a know-it-all which i promise i definitely am not oh, like no. a know-it-all so uh <laughs> but if i come across that way then forgive me you don't, you don't come off that way to me okay, at all. So. That's not my goal. I just, I love talking about stuff. Not at all. Um, okay. So I want to end with this positive psychology because it's so interesting to me, but also because today is inauguration day and, you know, a couple weeks ago we had a not so positive event happen. Everything is so political and everything is, it feels like there's so much negativity out there and so much violence and unkindness so that being said, um, I think it's all about your mindset and what you're deciding to focus on um, mm -hmm. in your life. So how do we train our minds to be more positive, especially when the world seems everything but? So this is so important. And I think it goes back to the concept of the negativity bias that we were talking about. Like if we can recognize that it's easy for us to see the negative in others, whether it's in the political arena, whether it's in our personal lives, whether it's in a business, that information alone helps us to say, okay, where am I seeing things in it from a negative lens? And how can I just gradually start to shift over? 
And we also talked about the confirmation bias makes it even more powerful because if we believe something, we can confirm whatever we believe with whatever we want to see out in the world, right? And so mm-hmm. from, from what we need to start to focus on doing is how can we, as a collective, as individuals, start to move towards little moments of positive actions for ourselves? And the reason why is because the research shows that when you broaden just a little bit, meaning like if you open up to the positive for just even a moment, you start to build more resources, you start to build more clarity, you start to build the feeling of just betterness. And this is also Mm -hmm. around the center of resiliency too. If we can be resilient about trying to find little positive interventions in our lives periodically, then we're going to just start to see the world in a more positive way. And it doesn't happen on its own because on its own, we turn to go downward towards the negative. So we have to actually put it in our calendars, put it in our schedules to sometimes play your favorite song, sing along to it. (laughs) You have to call a friend who you know is going to be the person that's not going to bitch and complain, excuse my language, about life, but is going to actually talk about your favorite thing. And this, again, it sounds cheesy, but our list of gratitude, if we can say three good things that happen to us before we go to bed, studies show that when done after the fifth day in a row, you just naturally start to see the things in a more positive way. So, mm-hmm. so there's little positive interventions we can do to help ourselves. And this, it's, it's, I don't want to discount or discredit anyone who is struggling or who is in pain, who feels very adamant about something that is unjust or unfair. That's not what this is about. The, yeah. What this is about is to say, if you're still feeling negative about it, though, you're going to be less effective of, of making your point really well known and heard. Because people do gravitate towards things that are energizing and giving and life giving. So how can we utilize the unjust unfair and then spin it from a positive and then help spread that to the world? And then that becomes the powerful revolution. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, And also with the gratitude thing, if you're listing three things a day, imagine how you're going to feel when you look back on a whole year of that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And we do this at our family dinner table because my son, I mean, kids are actually really funny because they're, they're loving and positive by nature in many ways, but they're also very negative. Like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or I hate homework or this kid's mean or, you know, whatever it is. And so we have to, at our dinner table, say three good things that happen to us. And we're at the point now where my son is like, ugh, oh, I don't want to even <laughs> Because what's so funny? It's so funny because as soon as I say one good thing that happened to me today, guess what? He can't wait to say the one good thing that happened to him. So it, it, it spreads. Positivity begets positivity. <laughs> it does. It really does. That's amazing. I like that. I'm going to have to use that when we have kids. Yeah. They're going to roll their eyes at me. <laughs> they will. Trust me, many times. Starting early at the age of five, they start rolling their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I have just one last thing, and that's a rapid fire, just like a this or that question. Like first thing that pops into your mind. So this is kind of fun. Just Great. how I like to end all episodes. <laughs> you ready for it? Ready. <laughs> all right. Juice or smoothie? Oh, smoothie. Pilates or yoga? Oh, that's hard. Yoga. (laughs) Iced or hot coffee? Hot. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. 
Favorite alternative milk. <laughs> Ooh, oat milk. Good answer. <laughs> Run or bike? Bike. Place you want to travel to next? Italy. Hot bath or sauna? Oh, um, sauna. Okay. Those are, those are great. Yeah. Great little insights into your, <laughs> your world. I like warmth. Well, <laughs> yeah, me too. I like, yeah. Hot coffee and hot bath, sauna. We actually just did a went to a sauna place this weekend. It was so nice. Oh, great. Just need to find a spot in our house to put one. <laughs> yeah, we have a infrared sauna here at Define. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it, it really is. Well, Henry, it was so great having you on here yeah, and just like you. learning from you. Thank you yeah. so much. It was so great. And um, from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, congratulations on all your success. And thank you for all you share with the world as well. And it was thank an you. honor to, to share this time and be with you. Yeah, you too, Henry. And I will have links in the show notes so people can check out Define and also Supermom CBD. I, I think I need to buy some of those candies, even though I'm not a mom yet. <laughs> it's okay for non-moms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Henry. Thank you so much. Thanks, Natalie. Bye-bye. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to this episode and listening and supporting the Fitness Insider Podcast. You're definitely going to want to check out Define Body and Mind as well as Supermom CBD. You can follow Henry to see what he's up to. You will always be inspired and just entertaining to see what he's doing. So I'll include all of those links in the show notes so you can check him out and both of his businesses. As always, be sure to hit subscribe so you'll see new episodes come in every other Wednesday. Also, if you just have one minute, head over to Apple Podcasts if you're not there already and go ahead and rate and review the Fitness Insider on there and share with a friend. Finally, I now have an email newsletter so you can join that. There's also a link in the show notes for this so you'll get a little note each time there's a new episode. And I'll also drop some special goodies in there just for you. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a great day.